have to solve problems and you have to solve problems efficiently, effectively, and be able to communicate that solution to the person that you're solving the problem for. This is Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, episode 36. Six, six. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. You did your own echo there, didn't you? I thought I did. I thought I'd save Grace a little job. Saving Grace. Did you have a saving Grace? <laughs> oh, I've just never heard that before. Well, welcome back after Christmas. Did you enjoy your Christmas break? I did. We all need to hold hands and do this shaky the up and shaky, down thing shaky now up and sing, and down sing that song that everyone only knows three words to. <laughs> sounds like me doing the club singer. That's what it sounds like every year when I do it. They've <laughs> How long are you going to go? I don't know. I just until you stop us. Yes. So that's it. it's an exciting time, isn't it? It's the beginning of a new year. I have this thing. I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions and getting things going because I think, like, we're all trained to not do them. So let's not set New Year's resolutions and we'll just do the same as last year. Do you know? And I feel like if everybody uses the whole "it's a new year, so I'll start in the new year," like, oh no, we'll not do it now. We'll wait till the new year. It's a bit like the diet that we're all going to start on Monday. Like, it might be Sunday afternoon, but like, start the activity now. It's three minutes to midnight. Well, we'll wait until tomorrow. We'll wait until tomorrow. No, like, stop eating the cake now. Step away from the cake. Exactly. So, uh, so I hope everyone is prepped, however, for a fantastic 2019. I do think it's a nice little chapter in, in, in lifetime to be able to look at this year and compare it to last year and be better. Yeah, do you know what it is? You, look, you do look at it and you go, I'm going I'm to do so much more this year than I did last year. And you, the big question is, what are you going to do differently? And the big thing I think you can do differently is, is to just look at what people are doing that's been really successful around you. That's one of the things I'm really look at, lucky with here is that we get to speak to a new guest every single week or speak to really good people every single day and be inspired by that. Actually, if you're any kind of coach or consultant or you have any kind of high ticket offer, where you require an application form, why not model our application form so you can actually start getting more applications every single day to get more people coming into your coaching program. And you'll be able to download it completely for free exactly where, Robert? Just go over to perfectapplicationform.com and you can download it, no strings attached, crack on and use that to get more application forms. Now, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast are in a position where they want to get more of whatever it is that they're doing. So if they want to get more coaching clients, that's a great place to go. And yeah. they've already got a working system and it just needs refining. Mm-hmm. It just needs to put more people through it. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most efficient ways to get more of anything in your business is to begin looking at how can I step out of the day-to-day things, that the doing of things, and get other people who have expertise in those things to do them while I work on the bigger picture. Do you know what this reminds me of something that we had a conversation about? A few years ago now, which was, I remember we were sitting down t- working on something where you were sorting something out in, in Photoshop. Mm. And I said, how do you know how to do all this stuff? And your answer was, well, I just had to learn. Mm. But you then went on to say something which I thought was re- even more interesting. And that was that you wish you hadn't. It's because really true. B- both you and I know a little bit more than maybe your average person about maybe WordPress. Yeah. About how many of us know a little bit more than we should about any one of these things? You're pretty damn dandy in 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 photoshop i'm quite good at sort of funnels and automation stuff and really if we were quote unquote true entrepreneurs or biz- proper business people with like proper entrepreneurs proper entrepreneurs then we probably have hired a team of people who did each of these things and because we had to do what we had to do as, as bootstrap entrepreneurs we've learned to do each of those things individually because we had to and almost we're almost like band-aiding different things together mm-hmm. and so a really good way as i think you're about to say is to is to, get, to get over this is to actually find other people who are experts 
and hiring those people can be a bit of a, a bit a bit daunting to a lot of us and finding those people is really terrifying i think one of the really interesting things about this episode and i know we're teasing you and dancing around the point but we'll get onto it oh, um, is is two things first of all if you're listening to this and you are a freelancer and you're looking to go out and, and be the best in the in the industry at your thing that's going to be great for you but if you are the entrepreneur if you are the business owner looking to hire freelancers and outsource workers it's actually really useful to be able to look at this whole thing from their point of view and see what's going on in their world and it's something that i've never really thought about because i've hired like yourself i've hired loads of freelancers through various different websites and all that sort of thing uh, whether they be like local designers and stuff like that and i've never really thought about what what's going on for them and how can i suit my business model to their business model so it makes almost like a i'm going to use the word harmonious why not like a harmonious relationship a win-win yeah a to- an absolute win-win so let's stop dilly-dallying yes today we're talking to jason resnick who is an expert freelancer but also coaches other freelancers to be better at what they do and get more work and be more productive and make more money and live a better life and all of that stuff And we thought we'd ask Jason Resnick, what's it like from his point of view and how do we make it easier for people like us to work with folks like him? Let's welcome Jason to the Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. Jason, how are you? Great. How are you? We are doing very well. Delighted to have you here. This is going to be very, very cool. I want to talk to you. You're 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 really good at the real understanding of freelancers. Having been a freelancer for like how long now, dude? Uh, full time, almost a decade. Wow. So, I mean, and when we say freelancer, you're particularly, you're, you're, you're the geek guy. You're the guy who's in there with the code, making WordPress, make its magic happen, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the guy that handles all the bits and bytes and makes things clicky on the web and makes it work or not work, depending on what you want to do. Makes it clicky on the web. Makes it clicky on the web. I like that. That's what we need to put in our next job description for a developer here. (laughs) Can you make things clicky upon the web? Excellent. So I know a lot of our audience are some kind of freelancer. And when we think of the word freelancer, there's lots of different ways you might think about it. Basically, if you're offering that kind of service where people are hiring you on that sort of freelance project sort of basis often, then you're, you're pretty much a freelancer. A lot of people are freelancers without realizing they are freelancers. But the big problem we have is... Whichever niche you are, whichever service you provide, it's really easy to feel like your product, your service is really over-commoditized. For example, what's the difference between one copywriter and the next one? They're all saying, I write bigger and better headlines. And what's the difference between hiring yourself, Jason, for example, and hiring the next guy who can make a forward slash and 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 whatever the hell else you do? Um, (laughs) how, How on earth can we, any of us, begin to stand out in that place? Yeah, I mean, it's a question that a lot of freelancers struggle with because it is commoditized. Uh, A lot of it is a, you know, it's a race to the bottom, right? The bottom dollar is really Mm -hmm. what it comes to. And to stand out, you have to not just do what you do, but you have to solve problems and you have to solve problems efficiently, effectively, and be able to communicate that solution to the person that you're solving the problem for. So as a concrete example, my clients come to me because they have started an online business, the e-commerce store, let's say, and they start to understand, okay, well, I got to worry about shipping and email marketing and taxes and all of these other things that they didn't realize they had to put in initially. They're like, okay, this is a full-time job. Mm. I, I need to, you know, how am I supposed to manage all of this stuff? And then they want to add in 
more of their business, the custom elements of their business. So they come to me specifically for helping them with their email automation, adding that final 20% of the business into the e-commerce site so that they can increase their sales, increase revenue, create raving fans of their brand and create more buyers, repeat buyers, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm helping them solve a problem by one, managing their code base, essentially, Mm -hmm. as well as analyzing their website to make it such that when somebody comes in, they opt in, they get a coupon, whatever it is, or a campaign, email campaign, and caters to that specific subscriber what it is that they want, right? Right. So, So that they can buy the thing, right? So I don't work with Facebook ads. I don't work with Google ads. I don't do any of the other marketing things. I really just focus in on the specific email marketing platform as sort of like the engine to the car Mm. and then Facebook ads and all of the other things, social media and all that other stuff. That's kind of like the gas, right? Once you have the, the engine of the car going, then you could put the gas in and, and move forward. Right? So if they know that they have a problem in their email automation or they know that, Oh, I'm just sending out my monthly newsletter uh, and talking about all my products and nobody's buying this thing. How do I get people to buy? Uh, well, that's, that's why they come to me. That seems really interesting. I think I want to step back from that really and talk about, so a lot of people, I know a lot of our listeners, I'm sure yourself have read The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And it, a lot of people come into what we do because we want to set up that lovely online store, that e-commerce store to sell the thing that we're so in love with. And we know other people are in love with but we don't realize that then we need to also be a technical person. We need to be an accountant. We need to become a marketer and all these sort of good things. So one of the things that I think we have to do as freelancers is we have to figure out based on that knowledge, based on the fact that we have a skill that other people never went into business to to use. We have that skill and that solution for them. But the, the challenge we all have is how do we get out of our own minds so that we can actually see that value? Because for anybody who doesn't have your mindset, it's much more challenging to see the true value of what you do in terms of, well, actually all I'm doing is, you know, you hear people all the time, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I just mess with code and do WordPress websites. Hang on, you actually power people's businesses and allow them to do the thing they're most passionate about. That's the reality of the situation. How can people get out without going like egotistical and going back into the 1990s sort of headline writing, you know, (laughs) you know, all that rubbish, but how can people get out of their own head and see the true value of what they're actually offering? From a freelancer's perspective, it's, I mean, it's something that I sort of stumbled upon myself. Um, But what it was, was ultimately figuring out what I enjoy working with, the types of clients I enjoy working with, and then really understanding who they are as, as people and as business, business owners. Um, Because once you have conversations with those kind of people, then you understand what their problems are. And that's literally the conversation. Are you picking up the phone? Are you daring to move away from the internet? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Scary thought, right? Right. Um, the, The thing was, is I early on, I had quarterly, what I called quarterly temperature calls with my clients, where it was just a 10 or 15 minute call outside of any projects that I was working on, anything like that. And it was just me going to them asking three questions. One, how business was, because every business owner loves to talk about their business. Mm -hmm. Two, 
what is it that you like about working with me? And three, how can I be more awesome? Right. Which is basically just my phrasing of, you know, what do I suck at? Right. Right. So those three questions allowed me to hear in my client's language, what their problems were, what they liked about me and how, if there was something that I could change about what sucked about working with me, then I bettered my business. So it was really a 10 or 15 minute call to get my marketing material. So I wrote my headlines based out of that. I wrote, you know, basically my services offering out of those kind of things. The actual products come out of it, don't they? Yeah. 100%. I mean, that, that's how I built my recurring service, which was out of the, those calls was before, the, before I, I am what I am today, I was a straight up generalist developer. And then when I started having those phone calls, they liked working with me because one, I didn't talk geek speak unless I needed to, mm. right? I was able to convey those things. But two, some of those things of being overly communicative, like I've, I'm to a fault, I will say things as soon as I see them that could be, present a problem, I will say it. So they enjoyed that. They felt that I was taking care of them. Right. Mm -hmm. So those were the couple of things initially. And then how I could be more awesome. Yes. Even though that I was sending them emails, 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 what people wanted from me was more of a regular call, like a weekly call. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I mean, we can schedule a call anytime you want, but Mm -hmm. they wanted a regular call. So I was like, okay, I don't really want to call because it takes me out of doing the actual work. But if you want to call and you want to pay for that, hello, there's a service, right? So people are willing to pay for that call. That's fine. So I work that into my services and every week I have calls with clients. It's like rent a friend. Yeah. (laughs) Rent a friend. friend. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. Like if you want to call, that's fine. I'll charge a thousand dollars extra a month for that whatever that number is right this is this is really cool now just to sort of step back a little bit for somebody who is a freelancer and they're offering their services obviously when you get to a certain point like the point you're at you get to that pinnacle of it where clients are coming to you because you're you not because you do the thing that you do and clients are referring people to you again because you're you and you're so good at it and because they like it and all of that additional service stuff but for somebody who's maybe newer to this maybe they're starting out maybe they're trying to get some clients like where what's the process for standing out so for example you could go and sign up to all the sort of standard freelancery type websites so places like freelancer.com and upwork and all of that stuff is that a good place for a freelancer no. to be in this day and age or no. is actually that's that's the place where people who just want to be freelancers should go where, where should these people be they should be where their customers are not where other freelancers are right so <laughs> those other those other places are the race to the bottom because now you're competing and trying to figure out their algorithm how is your profile better than somebody else's profile does the exact same thing all these other kind of things instead of being in a forum because essentially that's what those are a forum of other freelancers be in a forum of where your customers are solving problems go to facebook groups talk about the thing that you do online all of these other things i mean people on social media love to complain your customers are complaining find Mm -hmm. out what they're complaining about and solve that problem 
That's, oh, well, me, that's, that's the secret right there, isn't it? I mean, and let me, sorry to just cut you off there, but I've got my mind to thinking as a company, I mean, we actually don't, um, we don't work with freelance, freelancers at this moment in time. But if we were to move into that space of looking for a freelancer, or maybe some of our listeners might be thinking, I really want to hire a freelancer. So we're sort of getting the inside scoop from you. Awesome. Where should we go to find them? Because if you're saying this freelancers websites may not be the best place to find the, the best, are they, are they good for us as, as companies trying to find freelancers? Are they bad or where should we go in? Well, I mean, I, I don't want to disparage anybody that's on those sites, but sure. for the most part, it's a race to the bottom there. And in this world, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Right? The thing from a business side of things to find a good freelancer is search around, have conversations in your own network, right? Figure out who other people might use, um, but also search online, ask questions of the problem that you have and see what comes up. Put in things like, you know, Google Fluid, right? Like put in consultant, freelancer, those kind of things or services, right? Attached to your question to see what comes up and rises up. Find those people that are writing blog posts about your problem. Uh, find, have a conversation with the freelancers. See what they're doing. See what their process is. Are they professional? Are they, or are they just, you know, sitting in a basement somewhere on a stool and just trying to get fifty dollars so they can go buy beer? Which, kudos to whoever that is, right? <laughs> but, right. Send but, them over. Right. <laughs> but for as far as a business goes, when I. I've had experience with other businesses is that they come jaded with this bad experience of a, of a freelancer that ghosted them and Mm -hmm. they don't want that to happen again. And how you have an initial conversation with that freelancer, whether it be a sales conversation or just trying to figure out if they're a good fit for you, you could probably tell whether or not they are going to be a good fit for you. Um, If they're not, saying the right things or they're not talking to the problem um, that you're trying to solve, then move on. That, that would be my suggestion as from my experience being a freelancer and a consultant on this end, talking to other businesses, I would go with a very, very specific problem that you're trying to solve and see if there's somebody out there to, to do that. As a freelancer, obviously one of the things you are effectively doing is somebody's paying you a certain amount of money and you're doing a certain job and they're going to pay you that certain amount of money and that job is going to take you an effective you know, X number of hours. So how do you start to look at a business that you can scale beyond, well, I can earn this amount for this much? Obviously, you can start to put your prices up. Maybe that's a thing to come onto in a minute. How do you start to price yourself better? But apart from that, how do you begin to scale? Have you looked into you know, having other people do work uh, not below you, but you know, for you and build a team around you. How does that work? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, <clears throat> I came from a corporate world where I managed developers, and there was a time at which I built my business, and I started to do go down that road where I was like, okay, let me hire a couple of contractors that can help me fulfill these projects. You really, if you're a freelancer, you really have to look in on yourself and figure out what you want to do. I want to be by myself. I enjoy working with the handful of clients. I have eight clients mm. that I know that I could serve very well. I know their businesses very well. I know them you know, personally very well, um, as personal as a professional relationship, I guess, could be. <laughs> uh, but I know that they, I can serve them and help them and improve their business. Um, I don't necessarily want to grow. Right, but I can scale, like you were saying, I could scale my services and augment my existing services in other ways to better them, 
their business, right? Um, and add that. Outside of that is find whatever you're good at. If you're if you're a developer, and I mean this is pretty, I guess, pretty standard at this point is you'll find a designer that you can partner with. You'll find a SEO that you can partner with somebody that could complement your own services and kind of grow like a virtual agency. Right. Okay. So that's, I mean, when, if, if the idea is, is that you want to scale your business, um, start with figuring out one, what problem you're solving and what are those other services that you can add in and then seek out those people that are experts in those other services. Yeah. And then once you get to a breaking point where like as a developer, look, I can't, I can't write any more code than, you know, these eight hours that I'm working on code already, then <laughs> you start to go look at maybe augmenting, an, you know, your staff with another developer, um, bring on a junior, you know, try to mold them into the processes that you have, um, those kind of things. That's really interesting. So one of the big things that you're, really strong at is creating automations and connecting things up. We talked about that earlier with the e-com and the, and the email marketing systems and bringing all those things together. I'm sure that you, you develop things which link lots of other systems together because we live in a world now where everything has to be automated. Everything has to be, it comes in, someone buys a thing and then a bajillion different things happen immediately. And I don't want to touch them. I want to live the internet lifestyle and sit in my pants at the beach. But is there, is there a place where you think, a hu- the, I think a human interaction, a real life human probably stands out. I was just saying to you before we started this, this conversation that today I signed up for a, a newsletter of somebody, a big marketing person signed up and then I received a personalized email from them. I replied to it just to find out if it was really personal. And when <laughs> I got a reply from them and we ended up in a, in a conversation, which is still ongoing now, I feel like that really stands out in this world. So mm-hmm. where do you sit as a developer of these automations? Where do you think this humanistic element comes in? I think it's critical. I mean, we're not working with, you know, logos on either side of the screen. We're working with humans. Right. So for me, I try to create a human experience with my automation. So w- what I mean by that is, is if somebody comes to me, to your point, if you sign up to my newsletter and you're going to get a personalized video responding to that. And I, there are plenty of people that say, is this automated? Is this, how do you do this? Like, is, like how much time do you have in a day? Right. <laughs> but the thing is, it's that connection. I, you know, we all look at vanity metrics, email open rates are 20% or click rates are, you know, 5% and all that stuff. I will tell you those personalized videos that I send have an open rate of 90 plus yeah. response rate of 60 plus. Right. And there's, that's, that telling, that's telling me, that's not just a vanity metric, but that's telling of me that people want that human connection. Yeah. People, I mean, I had somebody come through my newsletter yesterday and couldn't believe it. Like wrote me this long paragraph and saying like, how to like, this, this shocked me. Like I've listened to your podcast. I've listened to this, but you sent me a personalized video. That's amazing. So I feel even more connected to you now than I did before. And yeah, for sure. people want that mom and pop shop type feel. 
Uh, you know, I definitely do. I think it's if you can act small but actually play big. I mean, some of the biggest internet marketers in in our world, they are the face of it. And for a lot of people, you might not really realize, but behind that guy, who's like, just, it looks like he's just set up a camera on the end of his bed and he's just swearing and talking at the camera. There's a two hundred person staff sitting behind him, making all this stuff happen. And it's it's about acting small and playing really big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to roll into our favorite game of the podcast episode here. Here's how it works. Uh, my colleague Kennedy here. Hello. That's him. He's going to sing a song for you, Jason, but he's going to sing a song in the style of a traditional British club singer. Now that means that some of the words may be somewhat confused or disguised. And your job, Jason and dear listener at home, is simply to guess what song you think Kennedy is singing. It's a well-known song. So uh, Kennedy, take it away. It sounds like the beginning of the Lion King, but with the June Jones. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Jason. What song do you uh, think? Might be? Oh boy! I think it sounded uh, a lot like it. Do you think it sounded a bit? That like was it? actually very good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I don't know. Like there was a little Pearl Jam in there. Could have been. You, you know, you're not a million miles away, but you're far mm. enough for us to say, "Hell no, it's not Pearl Jam." <laughs> we'll, reveal, <laughs> we'll reveal the answer and put you out of your misery at the end of the episode. <laughs> yes. Oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah, so- maybe it was Nickelback. We'll go forward a couple of years nickelback well you're getting you're getting closer but you don't get another guess you cheeky man so um let's uh i want to sort of talk about away from just the freelancer thing what happens to any of us you know look we all set goals we all look for the next 12 months and we go hey what do we want to achieve these are the things i want to achieve and then also we set off our goals we go actually all i want in my life is i want to hit this number and that number might be a financial goal it might be a number of people it might, whatever it's going to be i don't know about you but there was a time in my life where i hit my goal has that happened to you 100 percent. it was what, what did you do because i remember i just sat and i was like right great. Now what the hell do I do? Like, I felt like I lost my purpose. I lost any intent that I had in the world. What did you do? Yeah. I asked my wife because it was when we were driving home from the hospital with our first son. Right. And well, my, our only son we're expecting now. So I don't know. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I was driving home and we're on the parkway on the way home. And I'm like, okay, my goal of my entire life from the time I was a teenager, which I wasn't looking for a family then, was to be home and have time freedom enough to see first steps, hear first words, and be with my family and take off days when I want to take off. So when knowing that I had my wife next to me, my son in the back of the car, I was like, the goal's met. Now what do I do? So I, I, I literally turned to my wife and I said, so what do I do now? And she looks at me, what? What do you mean? I said, well, I've reached my goal. And then she still was like looking at me like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I just gave birth. What, what do you want from me right now? <laughs> so, you had to make it all about you, didn't you, Jason? Exactly. Yeah, evidently. And, and she goes, and I told her, and she goes, I don't know, make more money? Like, <laughs> yeah. so 
for me, it was just like, how do, how do I, now that I've, I've got to the place that I wanted to get to, how do I help other people do the same? And that was for me, like, okay, that's what I want to do. I want to try to help other people, as many people as I possibly can to reach their goals, whatever that could be, you know, whether that's, you know, whether that's like mine, want to be home with the family, whether that's to travel and be a digital nomad to help anybody that wants to reach their goals through, I hate to say the word because I don't believe in it, but like work-life balance. Okay. It's really, really cool, actually. And it, 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 I, well, no, I just stopped and thought about it. Like when you hit a goal, sure, you can set another goal and try and push further and faster. But actually, a more meaningful and purposeful goal, I guess, is to say, okay, great. Well, I've achieved this thing. That's good. Yay for me. Pat on the back. Now, uh, how do I help other people to do that exact same thing? I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really great goal for anyone to have, I think. Yeah, it's weird. I think, yeah, that idea of achieving so much that you can share in that achievement is really, really interesting. Um, but it does throw you for a curve, doesn't it? That moment you go, well, I've, I've done everything now. Excellent. So, um, well, I'm still living. I haven't walked up at the sunset <laughs> because I don't know what happens then. That's very weird. Yeah. All right. Um, now let's head into what we affectionately call the quickfire round. Hey, hey, you don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers podcast now on your podcast player. So here we go. Just a few short, sharp, simple questions. First of all, what would be a book that you recommend? Uh, Talk Triggers by Jay Bear. Love it. And what was your top success habit? Something you do regularly? My weekly review on Sunday mornings. What is that? I know it's quick fire, but now you've got me curious. <laughs> Breaking uh, the rules, everybody. I basically sit down with my cup of coffee, one cup of coffee. That's like my timer. And I review my previous week and plan out my week ahead. Okay. And the reason why I do it on Sunday mornings is because it has allowed me to step away from the business for a day and really objectively look at the plan for the next week, not addressing like immediate fires or anything like that. That's one of my favorite things to do as well. Uh, next one, who do you look up to? Uh, I look up to several close family members um, in the public space. Uh, I guess I would have to say there's two people. One is Chris Ducker yeah. and another one is Paul Jarvis. Great choices. Great choices. Okay. So you're an apps kind of guy. You do development. What are some of your favorite apps that you think are really useful and cool right now? Uh, Bonjoro is one. That's the one I use for the personalized videos. Love it. Very cool. Big important question here, Jason. Who do you like more? Redhead Rob or platinum haired Kennedy? <laughs> I have to say I'm jealous of Rob's hair. Because I always wanted that hair color when I was a kid, teenager, rebel, whatever. My mom was like, no, you're going to school. You have to appear in public and you can't do that. So Never stop Rob. A smashing choice. So, so for that reason, you're choosing me, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're not getting that. Finally, where can folks go to find out more about you, Jason? Sure. Um, res just about everywhere. That's with three Zs and res.com. Absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and hearing a lot about the freelancer world from behind that sort of closed door where we're not really sure what happens behind it. So thank you for that. Anytime. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So you can't be in two places at once, but that's pretty much the next best thing. You've only got two hands unless you're a spider. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and we'll get that printed on a t-shirt you've only got two hands unless you're a spider oh i love that like one of those obvious quotes if you want to see the show notes from jason's fabulous interview just now you'll find them over exactly where robert just head over to blog.responsesuite.com forward slash zero three six and if you haven't already and you want to download the most efficient most effective application form for coaching programs and that kind of thing you'll find that over at perfectapplicationform.com where you can download it right now write the new absolutely for free (laughs) so if you're listening to this ahead of the big midnight chimes of the bell where we all turn back into pumpkins uh, and get ready for the new year then uh, make sure that you have a fabulous time whatever it is that you're doing celebrating with your family and friends and to celebrate the new year, you can leave us a little, uh, a little review on the old iTunes machine, couldn't you? Anyway, <laughs> I'm giving you far too much homework to do. We'll see you next week. Don't miss a thing. Miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com.